76 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am still Amy Pascal and still your host for this week and still with me because we're super cool is <laughs> the amazing and wonderful Larissa Chapman. Hello, Larissa. Hello. Thank you for that intro. That was lovely. <laughs> I'm feeling the love. Thank you. <laughs> you you should you should you are you are definitely like my as cheesy as it sounds you know, my partner in crime and mm-hmm. uh, my compatriot in madness mm-hmm. so uh, today's minute of clueless uh continues with ty burning things that uh are from her box okay that sounds really bad uh <laughs> that ty is still sitting there taking out items that remind her of her crush on elton and putting them in the fireplace and ends with her Shocker upon shocker, asking Cher to help her to get Josh to date her. <gasps> no. I know. I know. I know. So, um, in our last minute, you know, Ty has confessed that, or, or explained that she has this towel. And right now she starts to confess that Elton, that she stole the towel that Elton had brought her. And she tosses it into the fire. And Cher is kind of a little surprised by this, you know, but, but kind of cute and then she asked her share if she remembers the song rolling with my homies um which i of course had to just had to do with my hand um because i can't really ever say those words without uh moving my hands in the wavy fashion that uh elton did and that she listened to it every single night and I am like, oh, honey, I know that. Like, I, as we talked about being mm. creepy, weirdo, teenage girl um, in the last episode, like, I have totally done that. If there was a song that reminded me of a boy, I would probably play it over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, I think, like, recently I had a, a, a boy that I, like, talk about a movie he liked, and I promptly came home, found it on Netflix, and I've watched it three times. Oh, that's sweet. Because I'm a creepy. I'm, I'm, it's like two steps up from a creepy weirdo girl. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's nice. But also, um, going back to Cher's reaction, mm-hmm. I don't think Cher is a creepy weirdo girl. Like, I don't think she's – I don't – for her, I think it is kind of sweet and weird that Ty is doing that because I don't think she's the kind of girl who does get obsessed with guys. I think guys get obsessed with her, and that's what she's used to. I don't think she has a box. Yeah. Because even when she, like, she, she obviously likes Josh, she's still not obsessing over him or anything like that. Like, she can't even admit it to herself. So, I don't think she's a creepy weirdo girl. You know, I think that's a really, a really good point. Because mm. I felt that Cher was looking at her, mm. at Ty, as she's going through this kind of a little condescendingly. Yes, I think so too. But, I, and, and I think that there probably is that level in there a little bit 
But at the same point, um, going off of what you said, which I think makes a lot of sense, is it's so it's unfamiliar. Yeah. For Cher to obsess over somebody. Yeah, she would never do it. She would never do that. So it's funny because um, Ty says to her, like, do you remember the song? And obviously this this moment is burned into Ty's memory hmm. completely. And Cher has no idea what song she's talking about. Yeah. And has no idea, like, why anybody would go and and do these things. And it's it's really fascinating about that, that... that all of that, you know, comes together. Um, so while she does seem condescending, I don't even think it's in a, in a, I'm better than you way, but just more in a, oh, you're so cute. I would have never thought to do this. Yeah. She just doesn't understand. It's such a foreign concept to her. I think to be that kind of obsessed with someone to keep little things like that. Like I said, I don't think it's coming from a bad place. She just has no like kind of frame of reference for it. She's like, what song? I don't even remember that party because she's probably been to a million parties since and danced with a million guys and it's not really anything special to her. So yeah, no, it it is very interesting for that kind of showing the difference. Yeah, that's a really excellent point. Um, Because, you know, like when when they're talking about having sex Mm. and Cher says, you know, there's, there's been nobody that I found to be even remotely worth my time, you know? And then she has her line that makes me so happy, which is, you see how picky I am about my shoes and they only go on my feet. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. (laughs) It's such a good line. It's so fantastic. Um, and you know, so I think that's it. It's like Cher has never really been head over heels for anybody. No. And she's never obsessive. No, she's never obsessive and it's never this all consuming thing where Mm -hmm. she loses her mind and like, you know, is super, super overwhelmed by her attraction and her adoration. And so I think that's even part of the reason why her feelings for Josh like creep up on her. Yeah. And she's so not aware of them and like what's going on with them because she's never been that person. Like you said, like people have crushes on Cher. Cher yeah. doesn't have crushes on people. Mm-hmm. All the boys are trying to get on her as if, that awesome yeah. scene, the ugh, as if scene when the guy kind of launches himself at her, which is totally gross. But um, yeah, it's, she just doesn't, doesn't understand at all. Like being that yeah. kind of into someone, which I think is probably why the whole feelings with Josh is so difficult for her. Cause she's like, wow, I actually really, really like someone. And I have no idea what to do about it. I have no idea how to process these feelings at all because I've never ever had them before in my life. So yeah. And it's not, it's not the easy thing. Mm-mm. It's not, um, the guys obviously showering her with attention. Yeah. It's, you know, he is flirty and fun, but it is very confusing to her because she, her context for him is, you know, my stepbrother, Josh, or my ex-stepbrother, Josh. And it's not, oh, here's this cute boy. Like, I think if he was just a normal boy that she was talking to, that would be different. Yeah. Uh, And she would know how to control this. So, like, she's even more out of her element. No, exactly right. It's so, it's completely out of her control. Her feelings are completely out of her control. And, yeah, that's what's causing her so much angst at the moment. But I, I do like how even though Cher is obviously so distressed, she's still being quite sweet and nice to Ty and, like, being interested in what she has to say. Even though she's yeah. her, the world is crashing down around her, you can still see her making the effort because she's her friend to, you know, be interested um, in what Ty is doing. So I thought that's really nice, too. Yeah, I, like, that, that really hit me because um, Ty is so oblivious. Mm-hmm. She has no idea. Ty... She has no, I mean, like the first off, like 
that she's kind of rah-rahing about how happy she is about being, you know, having a crush on somebody when Cher has just like had the devastation of not getting her license yeah. and not being able to like get through that. And Cher is kind of on the verge of tears yeah. like, throughout this, like the and you entire can see like, yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, and I think that Alicia Silverstone plays that, that part so well, like mm. you said, like she is really trying to support Ty, even if she doesn't quite understand everything. And even though she's clearly upset yeah. and clearly just, everything that she's ever known uh, you know i as you said you know this is this is not my life this is not the way the things go mm. and everything has been upended on her and then she comes back and has to be happy for her friend who is finally over her heartbreak yeah and the heartbreak that had consumed her about elton and yeah it's um like share is you know we talked uh, last minute about like share lies and does a few things to manipulate people mm. that d doesn't do but I do think that, you know, Cher is definitely going to be the person who, no matter what she's going through, is still mm. going to be rooting for you. Yeah, she's a good friend. Like, she's a really yeah. good friend. Like, again, so, like, because Ty is obviously being pretty insensitive um, yeah. in this scene. Yeah. Like, like, her friend's obviously very distressed and she is, like you said, oblivious. She has no idea. She's not registering at all. And, yeah, like I said, you can see Cher is about to cry at any moment. You can see she probably just wants to run upstairs to her room and <laughs> flop down on her bed and have a big cry. But she's still asking questions. She's still interested. Um, she's still really happy for a friend that she's getting over um, Elton. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it like that, right? Um, I know. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really nice part of Cher's character, I think, that, you know, always there to support her friends. It's really nice. Because, like, like throughout it, like she's on the verge and coming back and forth. And mm. I think I really wanted to give her a hug in this scene. I was like, you just need a hug. <laughs> With the cassette tape that Ty uh, has listened to every single night, she's about to throw it in. And I thought it was interesting that Cher says, "Don't burn that." Mm. And the old—I mean, obviously, the reason they did that was to give uh, Cher a reason to get up and walk across the room. Yeah. Um, but my thought was, why? Like, is it? Is it a, it's bad for the environment reason? Like, what I, was the purpose of not burning it? I don't think burning plastic is good. I think, <laughs> this is me. So let me put You're my, getting controversial. Let me put my scientist hat on for a second. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, everyone, but I think burning plastic, so like the, the, the fumes that come off that are actually quite toxic. So I think that's why she says don't burn it. I could be wrong, but I believe burning plastic is not good. <laughs> I think I think you're. This I is think, the stand um, I'm making, and I imagine you're making another stand. Burning a tape in an enclosed space like that with noxious fumes is probably not good. These things make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, only history can tell us if this is going to be a very controversial statement, as your super other controversial statements have been. Yeah. I know, um, but, but that's what I was thinking. Again, I could be wrong. It could be perfectly. There could be some pro-plastic burners out there. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with you. I think you are correct. Um, but so, yeah. Yeah, I think you're, you're good with that um yeah. that does make sense uh so yeah Cher walks across the room and as she says she's like no I'm, I'm happy for you Ty but you know what brought on this surge of empowerment mm. which I just kind of love that line because I feel like that's a very like 2015 yeah. line 2014 mm -hmm. and it you know goes along with the um uh reading a book 
every yep. week. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, like training our minds and our bodies yep. and the surge of empowerment mm-hmm. and, it, you know, going through all of that. And, and then Ty explains that she's met a guy who is so totally amazing that he makes Elton <laughs> look like a loser and not just a loser, but she makes uh, the L with I her know, hand. I love that. <laughs> she is so like un, you know not un well I guess it's not unlike it's half of the whatever, whatever. that Amber makes. Um, this is Elton is totally an L hand loser, mm-hmm. and Cher you could just see like it's like the first time that Cher is truly light you know yeah. like when she was smiling for her before like she was kind of smiling through tears and definitely she was definitely really happy for her until uh ty says you have got to help me get josh yeah and then get josh what <laughs> yes, which i love like me i too. love i love that so much because i was trying to see like Cher is definitely thrown and confused and i was trying to figure out if Cher was upset mm. by this revelation that you know, Ty really liked her or really liked Josh, but I think she genuinely, it it was such, so beyond the realm of possibility in her brain that she genuinely thought that she, that Ty wanted to get Josh a present. Yeah. I think so too. I agree. I don't think she's, yeah, being a bitch. I think she, same thing. She was just, it's so out of left field. She just doesn't understand at all. Um, also I love one of my favorite bits in this is, um, Ty's line of college girls wearing less makeup on their face. And that's why guys like them more. Just cracks <laughs> that me is, up. Amazing. That's next minute. That is people that the Ooh. teaser for our next. Sorry guys. I went too far. Ignore that. It didn't happen. I'm just. It, it well you know what you've been all about like teasing and anticipation I know. so i appreciate that i appreciate that like you were getting people excited to find out what's going to come tomorrow apologies they can unpack that it, in the next episode and it will be amazing we are totally going to unpack that mm-hmm. i i am looking forward to it um <laughs> because chair like the condescension comes back a little it bit does. here and yeah. she says to ty like do you, do you think he likes you and how do you know and then oh Ty, I seriously, I have been feeling Ty, like, throughout this whole thing of, like, getting rid of stuff of the boy, like, and mm. what she does to, when she has a crush on a boy. And she's like, you know, there's little things. And, like, how Josh finds ways to touch her or tickle her. Yes. And that's where we end. And I was like, oh, like, I think everybody does that. Like, creepy, weirdo teenage girls. It's overanalyzing boys. everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Every single thing. And, you know, and it doesn't change when you get older because you're just no. like, oh, I like this person. Does he like me back? Oh, mm. well, did he like put his hand on my leg or, yeah. you know, did he laugh when, when I said this thing? And yeah. Yeah. We are all Thai. We are all <laughs> Thai. Like we have been Thai. We are still Thai. Mm-hmm. Like every single person. Um, and it, and it's usually in having a crush on somebody, but it could also just be that you want to engage, you know, become friends with somebody, but it's usually, it involves a crush. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's so true. Cause I just like, it's true when she says that you're like, oh, Ty, you know, he's just casually, you know, bumped up against her at some point or it's, it's been nothing. Like I'm sure it was nothing. Yes. And she's been like, oh my God, this is proof. Yeah. He loves me forever. <laughs> he totally does. Well, it's like, you know, we come up on them and they are like joking and yeah. playing hacky sack. And you know, mm-hmm. it's like if he like lost his balance and like touched her yeah. arm, that was, oh, oh, he did that on purpose. Yeah. 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 And you can tell like objectively watching it, it does just like 
two people who are friends playing hacky sack, but I'm yes. sure in Ty's mind that was all charged with like sexual tension and it was just amazing. But yeah, that bit as well. As you said, we're all Ty. Like we're all Ty. I get it. <laughs> we we are there for you. We understand. We are completely completely you. We are here for you to overanalyze every interaction you have with your crush. We will support you and say yes, yes. That extended eye contact does mean that he or she is badly in love with you. Um when Cher is trying to convince Ty that Elton likes her, um Cher blows all of these things up like oh he asked for the picture of you yeah or oh you know he like asked you how you were doing yeah versus here um she's question you know she questions all of these things although mm. you don't really she never verbally questions it no. she just questions it like with her eyes yeah you can really tell she's so incredulous she's like mm, no tie <laughs> I, I don't think so and I think as well Again, I'm sure at this point she doesn't even understand why Ty being interested in Josh makes her oh, feel no. bad. I don't think she would be thinking that. Like that, I'm sure she had that instant horrible gut feeling you get, um, you know, when it's something to do with your crush or you find out that some interested in someone else or whatever it may be. Um, I'm sure she still hasn't processed that. That there's a reason why your instant reaction to Ty being interested in Josh is, oh no, that can never happen. <laughs> Yes, yes, mm. yes. Mm. And she is, she's like, you know, she's going back to like her like stages of being on and off teary yeah. here. And it's, oh God, that is like the worst gut punch when mm. you like have a crush on somebody and then you find out that somebody else does or, or God forbid that they're dating somebody that you know. Yeah. Or I mean, it's, it's bad enough when they're already dating somebody, but mm. you know, it's like when they're dating someone that you know, yeah. and it is just that, that that gut punch like that oh and it it hurts everywhere it hurts your stomach it hurts your heart it hurts like everything aches and you just want to go to bed and like with ice cream (laughs) with share and cry exactly hide away forever under a duna never face the world again yeah yeah but again like i said like i said she wouldn't be understanding why she's feeling like this at all she'd be like i'm still feeling icky and i don't know why (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly it. Yeah, mm-hmm. flashing back to like yeah, right before her test. Like mm. that is that's it. Yeah, that's it. Just a general feeling of ickiness that she hasn't figured out yet, and then Ty being interested in Josh has added an extra layer to the ickiness that she still hasn't figured out why. And she hasn't figured out why. Mm-mm. Oh, poor Cher. <laughs> is she gonna be okay, guys? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, is like. These are not things that I would normally be like poor share about mm. or poor anybody about, but because I feel like these feelings and these experiences are still so universal. Yeah. Um, and everybody has gone through that. Like it is, it's, you know, unless someone is a horrible, cruel person, you never want to wish that heartbreak on them. No. Um, all right. So on a, on a slightly happier note, mm. before we get into like some more intensity next minute, mm. our nineties moments, I think think the two big things that really hit me were just that not only is it coolio's you know rolling it with the homies but mm. it's on a cassette tape yes casingles i had so many casingles did you do the casingle route i did do the casingle route i did i had what did i have i was trying to think about that the other day um i th- i had gangster's paradise on a casingle 
was on that. Of course you did. Cool. You are. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. For some reason, like when I was like like ten or eleven, I was quite into hip hop, even though I'm like. Oof, the whitest of white, uh, red hair, freckles, <laughs> living in the burbs in Queensland in Australia. Um, oh, what, Regulate by Warren G. I had that on single. <laughs> that is, oh my God. Like, that is the best thing. Like, you know, because, you know, like, was it like Nate Dog? Yeah. Like, Warren people, G and Nate Dog. Warren G and Nate Dog. Right now. Right now, here's my controversial statement. Okay. It's never that controversial because mm-hmm. I think everybody listening to me would agree. Mm. Um, we need to build a time machine mm. so that we can go back and find 11-year-old Larissa um, <laughs> in Queensland, Australia with her red hair and freckles, like yeah. totally playing. Yes. Uh, uh, ready, what is it? Regulate. Uh, and thank you yeah and i was wearing flowered overalls at the time thank you very much with a matching flowered hat like flip hat like blossom because i was also being into blossom (laughs) 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 so yeah i was pretty cool guys (laughs) you you were the most precious adorable thing i have ever heard of like this is legitimately everything about this because i loved i love blossom too oh, and i yeah. had some blossom outfits mm-hmm. um i think i kind of got into hip-hop like later and mm-hmm. again it's probably like the five-year span mm-hmm. not not it's probably close around the same age or same time frame or just different ages but oh god the flowered yeah flowered denim overalls uh, oh, oh i loved them and the matching hat i was just like boom <laughs> this is my outfit <laughs> are there other teen movies you enjoy uh like the john hughes movies the 99 resurgence mean mm-hmm. girls uh the recent way but i do remember that you just uh mentioned your love of the craft oh my god yes let's talk about the craft um yeah so that was another big movie in early high school my friends and i dressed up as the girls from the craft and went to a party i think when we were about 13 or 14 wow i got to be nancy yeah um <laughs> awesome. but yeah um that's a big movie for me um i loved it i remember as well this is again so many you don't realize kind of how tragic you were as a teenager until you kind of think back on it <laughs> we my friends and i kind of all pooled our money together at one point and I was a designated person to go and buy like a witchcraft magazine from a shop because it was pretty controversial at the time. Like, um, yeah, no one wanted to. No, I agree. Yeah. My face is just utter, utter glee. I am loving every (laughs) single moment of this story. This is podcast is me telling my embarrassing childhood stories. (laughs) Um, there's a lot. Um, so, yeah, we pulled our money together. And I remember going into the newsagent and being so terrified. And, of course, the guy behind the counter does not care. Like, <laughs> who cares what oh, magazine yeah, you're no. buying? Who cares? He doesn't care. And I remember buying it. And I remember sneaking it in my bag to school. And mm. I know. that And, like, us all kind of pouring over it um, during our lunch break. And just feeling like we were the coolest people ever. <laughs> It's so sad. So that's my embarrassing craft story. Oh, that is serious. 
seriously, again, like every story you tell, you're like, it's really embarrassing. It and is kind of listening, especially me. It's like hearts in our eyes. Like you are the cutest little thing ever. <laughs> like you're the cutest 11 year old girl. Now you're the cutest 13 year old girl. <laughs> so that's my embarrassing story about the craft. What's your favorite? What's your favorite teen? But yeah, that was a big one for me. I like, I do like John Hughes as well. Like obviously Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink. And yeah, I, I, was a little young for John Hughes in the movie theater, mm. but but it didn't stop my intense love for it. Like yeah. I might have mentioned this when I was on last, but um, you know, we had cable pretty early, plus we rented and I had VCR pretty early. So Sixteen Candles was the first movie that I watched so much that I memorized, wow. uh, word for word. The second movie that I watched so much that I memorized word for word was Grease Two. Uh, I've which never is, seen Grease Two. Oh. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. I like Here's to save thing. my it's... controversial things to the end. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's fine. It's it's absolutely fine. I, I get more upset when people are just like, Grease 2 is a terrible movie. And it's like, yeah, it's not great. However, like, step off, buddy. Like, it is... Um, <laughs> I think I discovered it in like third or fourth grade. And again, it was on HBO and I taped it and I would come home and watch it every single day. Like, and I loved Grease. Like we had the album mm, for Grease. Um, yeah. And that would play. And like, so I listened to that all the time, but oh God, like, you know, yeah, Grease um, or like Grease 2 is just like so kind of crazy and over the top. But I look at so much of my interests in life. Um, and can kind of point them back, like like the definitely the fifties pinup girl coming from this one yeah. character named Paulette, and um, just really kind of being like what the, what I find really interesting about the movie is that it's almost this weird feminist response to Greece because okay. uh, it's like yeah like there's like you know the main character instead of being like Sandy who is. Um, oh, I can't be, you know, sexy or whatever. I have to be a good girl. Like, you know, it's Michelle Pfeiffer who has the line, you know, I, I'll kiss who I want when I want. You know, I kiss the next guy who walks in that door when I want. Nice. And like one character, yeah, it's like one character is a virgin. One character like uh, is, I think, technically a virgin. I think Michelle Car- uh, Pfeiffer is a virgin. Oh, no, it's not definitely not a virgin. But um, yeah, the, I know the one that I went on about last time is um, Drive Me Crazy. But I would say like, yeah, like I love Drive Me Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart, and I love. Oh, is that is that Adrian so and so in it? Yeah, it is. I apparently I've been informed that I say his last name incorrectly. I think it, I always say Grenier, mm. but I guess it's Grenier or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and also, but my favorite of the John Hughes movies is um, is some kind of wonderful. I just I love some kind of wonderful. I like that one too. And can I say something controversial? As let, let's, I'm gonna make a stand. I don't make a stand. I don't like Molly Ringwald. I'm sorry, everyone. I find her, like, I like, I know. I find her incredibly irritating in those Chinese movies. I know. I know. This you, is could, it. you couldn't have wait. You couldn't have wait till next minute to say this because I like, I now have to pretend to be nice to you for I know. Because, like Molly, like, whereas we are all Thai, we are also all Molly Ringwald so except sorry. for you. Like for like every like misfit girl that was mm. never pretty enough, although she was always way prettier than yeah. I ever was. But like for every like misfit girl <laughs> who felt awkward and like Andy, like, like I, I had this weird realization several months ago and I texted friends of mine. I was like, um, I think I just realized that I am 
I was Andy in high school and I'm kind of Andy now. And not, <laughs> I had friends, but like, and they were just like, yeah, yeah, this is true. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like this is, this is a thing. So, um, all right, we're going to move on from this conversation yeah, before the seething hatred that <laughs> the, the seething hatred that Larissa has brought. I'm like, so I mean, sorry. my controversial statements yeah. about how terrible jam bands and hacky sack mm. players are nowhere near as hurtful, nowhere near as hurtful <laughs> as what Larissa just said. So, um, oh, yeah, I know we're gonna we're gonna end this minute, and then I'm gonna have to take a moment. <laughs> I may have sounds. to go get some ice cream. <laughs> I may have to go get some ice cream for the pain that I'm feeling in my heart right now. I'm so sorry. Um, so, uh, I, for you, uh, to plug, I think, um, <laughs> we should just have people tell us if there's a resurgence of what you call Blossom Flip Hats, yeah, which I Blossom think is Flip adorable. Hats. I don't know. I don't know any other name for no, it. No, neither I love do I. Blossom Flip Hats. Bl- Blossom Flip Hats. So, uh, people, <laughs> if you, um, are either seeing them out in the wild, wearing them yourselves, send mm-hmm. us pictures of you wearing blossom flip hats. I wonder, I ha, you know, I don't know if every other minute is quite as interactive as we're basically <laughs> trying to get people to do things for us. So. Please do it though. That would be so cool. <laughs> it really would. Like, like I, I think we've given, you know, for the past couple of minutes, like it is a, like, these are fun things to do. So if uh, you're, you're wearing a blossom flip hat on a day-to-day basis mm. or, or special occasions, Hey, it may be a special occasion hat, and that is totally cool. Um, please send it to uh, you know, as if podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I be think checking I'm saying that correctly, or or Amy Pop, and yeah. yeah, and and if we can find pictures of ourselves, if I can, convince... I'll try and find one. I'll try, guys. I think I know there's one I... in existence of me wearing the Walkman with the flowered overalls and flowered <gasps> hat on. I know that exists. We need this. We need this like more than anybody has ever needed anything, and that that might that might help might help the pain I have over okay. this Molly Ringwald right, uh, revelation. So, all right, so we're gonna end that. Thank you, Miss Lewis. I, I'm sorry, I cannot call you delightful names right now, but That's I will. Okay. I will next minute. Yeah, we'll get through it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, and we will be back tomorrow to discuss our final minute this week, minute seventy-seven. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Amy Pascal with my guest, Larissa Chapman. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast, all one word. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.